0: Welcome to the Restored and Remarried Podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the STEP family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart.
1: Well, hi, everybody. This is Gil and Brenda Stewart with Restored and Remarried. Back to you talking about tips, tools, and tingles for your marriage, your long standing relationships, and all that kind of jazz. Hi, Brenda.
2: Hey, Gil. How's it going?
1: It's wonderful this time of year, whatever time that is. <laughs> Yes. Hey, today we're going to talk about ten steps to resolving conflict. So you're going to want to really listen in on this, and maybe pull your car over or stop in the parking lot because we're probably going to have an argument somewhere along the line here. I'm
2: ready. How
1: do we talk about conflict without having a conflict? But uh, you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff. Always
2: a hot button. Yeah. Everybody wants like the the silver bullet. Of how can we stop conflict? It's like every time we, you know, speak or share, everyone wants, you know, biggest thing is communication and resolving conflict in our in our relationships.
1: Yeah, because conflict happens because, you know, some kind of misunderstanding has taken place. There's a disagreement, there's expectations that you didn't fulfill. 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 Yeah. You didn't fulfill my expectations, so now we're going to have a conflict.
2: And how am I supposed to know what your expectations are if you don't tell them? You're supposed to
1: read my mind. Oh, yeah, I assumption. thought the
2: men were supposed to have no, the mind readers. No, you're
1: supposed to be the mind readers. Oh, Women's boy. intuition. Come on, slippery get... slope. Yes, indeed. Little. Yeah, it goes both directions. Yeah. So there's been a conflict. There is a conflict. It's going on. It's been happening for days, weeks, years, and on mm-hmm. and on and on, and it never gets resolved. Uh, I think what's really interesting in some of the work that we've done through the years is that some of the biggest marital relationship problems. That seem to never get resolved are the impotence of major breakups because of situations that didn't get resolved in the first maybe one or two years of the relationship. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we hear that a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we're going on, and it's like, well, you remember when way back, and, and it's like, you're looking at each other kind of going, when did that take place? It was like, well, the first or second year of our marriage, and you're kind of like, and how long have you guys been putting up with this? Well, probably 15 or 20 years, like, oh, wow. So there is a lot of emotional, pent-up anger connected to this disagreement, this conflict, and anger, as you know, is a secondary emotion.
2: yeah, what's below that? Is it um, you know unmet expectations? Is it uh, hurt, uh, feeling abandoned, feeling betrayed?
1: disrespected? Um, yeah,
2: what are those feelings that are really going on? That's why sometimes we say, you know it's important to take a time out so you can take a time in and ask yourself, what's really going on? How am I feeling right now? And to be able to share that with your spouse. And that really helps bring some vulnerability to the relationship, too. Because you're you're talking at a different level when you're talking about, you know, I'm really feeling um, abandoned right now. Well, that's different than you're never around here and your defenses go up. You know, and we kind of talked a little bit about that on the I Wish uh, podcast. About saying how what you wish would happen and how you would feel. And that's so important to share our feelings. Even the guys, because I know guys have feelings.
1: Yeah, we usually turn them off, but they're there. (laughs) They're
2: there. Yeah,
1: we just don't want to let you know that you've crushed us.
2: And we can so easily. Yes, you can. Women can crush their men so easily. So that's why I'm a big big advocate to um, encourage women to be nice.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think the other way around with that crushing, typically with guys, is, is with guys, if you've crushed us... Uh, you know, we're angry, we're disrespected, we're put off and the conflict goes on, and we're going to protect ourselves by either withdrawing, running the other direction, or maybe raising our voice mm. because we're protesting, we're not being heard. I know women can scream as loud as guys can, but typically anger has to do with protest. Something has not been acknowledged, validated, affirmed. And so the conflict will go on and on and on until we stop and try to figure out what's underneath the conflict. Not you, but something other than you. Yeah, maybe you're involved with it because you're part of the conflict. (laughs) And so am I. And (laughs) I'm contributing it too, as well. So we got to get honest with ourselves before we can start talking to one another.
2: That can't always be. A happy time to do that you know there's stress there's pain um but you know we were just we we're talking about this the other day that um we always think that joy and happy things will bond people and it's really pain is an incredible adhesive for relationships
1: pain yeah. as an adhesive bonding factor in relationships yeah. okay explain that one Come well on. because
2: you know you've had times in your life you know where you have as a couple you've had some really tough times, and you've made a conscious decision to stick it out and work through it. And you come out the other side, and you're so much stronger. Yeah. And yeah. it brings your relationship to, like, a different depth.
1: Yeah, because we've slugged through it together, not slugging each other. No, no. But slugging at the problem because humans have disagreements. They yeah. have things that happen. And and when they do work through them together, then it is a bonding agent. Or, I, I get that. Yeah.
2: Or it may not even be a conflict between you and me. It could be a conflict or something going on outside of our relationship that's impacting us, that we need to make the choice of let's pull together on this because we're a team. And let's, you know, punch through this. Oh,
1: yeah. We win as a team or we lose as a team. Yeah. And that is so true in conflict is is that if if it's a win-lose situation, then actually the team, the couple, didn't win. They yeah. actually lost. Yeah. You thought you got your way. No, you really didn't because you're going to pay for it later, pal. You're really going to pay. You're really going to pay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: How do you feel about that? Uh, you're sleeping on the couch.
1: <laughs> go, go, go away! You're le- you're bugging me. And,
2: and you know, part of these ten steps we're going to talk through about resolving conflict. Um, this isn't actually a step, but it's something to think about. Um, what is your tone of voice while you're doing this process, and even talking to each other? And what's what's the body language that's going on? Because your body could be saying something totally different than what you're um words are saying
1: oh yeah i mean i often when we're in when we're working with couples one is leaning back one is leaning forward one's looking out the window oh yeah i'm paying attention i'm listening yeah really you're watching the birdies fly by the eye roll or the The eye eye roll roll. and that tone which has kind of a dig to it so you've got to get that in check you know, you've got to get that in check. So and and, and the other thing too, like you said, is is it's just not gonna be, hey, let's start talking about this issue. We may need to prepare ourselves to make sure that we're calm and we're you know, we've had a good meal and a good night's rest and you know, things are, you know, not gonna be an interruption and that we're gonna be able to give it maybe an hour's time. You know, maybe no more than an hour because, honestly, I think our our emotional barometer can only, you know, know, be able to keep with that and really sustain us for maybe an hour. I mean, if you go a couple hours and you're still pounding away at it, you need to probably take a break.
2: Well, you hear people doing that, I'm not going to go to bed until this is resolved and, you know, you're at it for five or six hours and then you just run into crazy cycles. Well, and if it's a
1: big problem, you might not sleep for the rest of your life. Who knows, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sleep deprivation is not going to help the conflict.
2: So we're going to go over these 10 steps. And obviously, if you'd like a copy of them, please just email us and we'll shoot it right out to it, uh, Brenda at restoredandremarried.com. So, but it's interesting, the first step to resolving... Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Just something, just something clicks with me here before we dive into these 10 steps.
2: Yeah, what?
1: So there is a conflict and... The, the emotions are hot. So we, like you said earlier, you need to take a time out to take a time in. Mm-hmm. How long should the time in or the time out be, Miss Brenda? What do you think?
2: Well, I think that's something you need to kind of talk through before you even start. It's like, what's, what, are the, what are the playing rules of this game? What's
1: acceptable? Right. An hour, a day, a week, no. a month?
2: No, that's not acceptable.
1: Because no. that's disrespectful.
2: Yeah. But I think it helps either of the partners know when this is going to come to fruition, when you're going to come back together. So let's say I need a day and you need five minutes. So we need to negotiate. Okay, I need time to sit back and, and process and digest and think uh-huh, of everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This. So, you know, let, can, we, can I come back in a couple hours?
1: Okay, because there's those of us who are extroverts and those of us that are introverts. And those introverts, I would just like to say, they love to process. And those extroverts, they really want to get into it and tangle right now. You all need to just kind of be considerate of one another's personality a little bit.
2: But I think before you say, let me think about it, it's just, I think it's a loving thing to do to be able to say, okay, let's set a time... Yeah, totally. Take the time you need to think about, it, but when set a time to come back together and talk about it. Yeah, and be that's, respectful. That's part of what's that's, in here too. Well, so. that,
1: that, that's true, but I, I really wanted to nail that down. No, it's like a time a time
2: limit that's is. Huge. Are we
1: going to have an argument here?
2: I'll oh, be careful. You're right on the line. Oh, there, so. I
1: figured so. You know, oh. we
2: did this uh, workshop last night. Uh, really fun. It was kind of a dinner, couples thing and, and this uh, workshop we did is called Next Level Relationships, and just giving a lot of tools to you know about. Communicating and connecting, and personalities and stuff. And at the end, we ask, you know, what did you get out of what we shared tonight? And several people raised their hand on this whole, you know, 10-step conflict resolution thing because we watched them work through this and they got little
1: Yeah, you could tell by the body language (laughs) that some people were really struggling. They
2: they came out at the other end going, wow, we can use this tool every time we have a conflict because as long as we're breathing, there's going to be conflict.
1: There's going to be disagreements. I think the thing that's interesting to say about the Next Level uh, workshop that we did is is that there were, I think... 15 couples there. They did their assessment before they came to the workshop and we got a report and we realized the particular top four or five hot topics before everybody walked in the door. There was anonymity. We didn't know who was who with their Assessments, but mm-hmm. when they walked in the door, we knew what to talk about. So it's a great resource. If you want to bring us in to do that workshop in a community or a church or something like that, please let us know. It's a lot of fun. You can put it, you can make a date night out of it for your couples or your people, um, put a dinner, a dessert with it, or something like that, just as an idea.
2: You know what, though, I just realized I don't think. Anybody cried last night? Oh
1: my goodness! Oh
2: man! And that's my goal—is I want to make somebody cry. Oh, <laughs> Happy okay. tears, sad tears. Okay, I don't come on, care. come on. Let's get but to that, the ten steps I missed here. It last <laughs> night, man. All right, ten, well, ten steps. Be here other we go. Okay, step number okay, one. Okay, step number <laughs> one. Is to resolve. Maybe I can make somebody cry in Podcast Land here. <laughs> like how will I know though?
1: Well, by the way, if you <laughs> if you want this ten-step uh, template. Please let us know at uh, com. We'll be happy to send this to you. Okay, so number
2: one, let's get going here. Set a time and place for discussion.
1: A time and place for discussion.
2: Because, you know, I might be ready to talk to you right now, but if you've come home from work and you've had just a horrendous day, but this is like a burning issue that I want to talk about, and if you're not in a good place... It's not going to go well. Uh,
1: probably uh, a good square meal and being able to yeah. unwind a little kind of bit like might be before. a good Make idea. Make
2: sure, yeah, you're yeah. both in a good place. Okay,
1: so determining a time and place. Yeah. And a place needs to be private so that you're not going to be interrupted.
2: Cell phones off.
1: Right, right. And if it's really a difficult argument and, 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 and situation, then maybe it would be a good idea to take it to a public place like a coffee shop so that yeah. it, you know you guys can stay civil because you people behave. are watching.
2: Yes, you behave. That's good. They'll be talking. Yes. At least now on their phone.
1: Step number two
2: <laughs> define the problem.
1: You're the problem. No,
2: define. Define the problem. Be specific.
1: Oh, the problem, the problem that's causing be, the conflict. Yeah. Okay, so be specific about what it is.
2: Yeah. And you know what? If this is the first time you're doing this, I would probably take something that maybe isn't like World War Three. Yeah,
1: like who's taking out the trash?
2: Do something real simple so that way you get kind of a feel for how this whole process works. Okay, okay. step number three, list the ways you each contribute to the problem.
1: I'm not doing anything wrong. It's your deal. You,
2: You still have to do it this way.
1: So I probably am contributing to the problem. That
2: that is a slight possibility. Possibly that it's not all you. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It
1: could be all You you, but I might be agging it on.
2: You need to be open to your part of the problem.
1: I can possibly be contributing yeah. to the problem. That's right. You're saying that's really, right. yeah. so I've got to be able to confess that I might be botching this up.
2: Could be, yeah.
1: Okay, well that's possible. And then possible. we can just
2: stop right there, and then it's all taken care of because you've said that it was your fault. So if right? you can't tell
1: the tone in our voice right now, yes, I am being sarcastic because we both contribute to the yeah. problem. Own it.
2: Yes, yes. Own yes. it. Okay, number four. This is a good one too. List past attempts. To resolve the issue that we're not successful,
1: I suggested that you take out the trash.
2: That wasn't successful because I didn't want to do it and I didn't do it, right?
1: Who ended up taking the trash out? You? I did. (laughs) I relented because you asked. But, you know, that was a problem for quite a while. I mean, it was starting to stink.
2: Yeah. So on like, a lot okay. of different levels. On a
1: lot yeah. of different levels. But I think you
2: know, even the the last two steps, the three and four, about you know how do you contribute and pass attempts. That's already you're working together as a team, even though you're in the absolute middle of this conflict. You're there's connection happening. Like that's right, that didn't work, so we need to write that down. Now number five. This is like my ultimate favorite part of the well, whole thing.
1: Before you move on to five. See, even right now your your I body language like is telling you me your up. body language is like really yeah, coming off like off. snide. It's knock like it wow off. let me
2: keep going. I loved
1: the fact that you said that even step one, two, three causes us to start working together to solve the problem that we're not the problem, you're not the problem, yeah. but the problem is the problem. Out there. Out there. Yeah. So we've got like this out there thing that we're working on together okay right. so now you can now go to step I five
2: yeah. yeah you're so kind okay <laughs> <laughs> number five this is my favorite brainstorm 10 possible solutions to the problem do not judge or criticize any of the suggestions at this point
1: why do you like step five best? i love step why? five
2: because it brainstorm means you think outside of the box and when we see couples do this, I mean, they come up with some, like, whack, crazy solutions to their situation. And what happens is sometimes they start laughing.
1: Yeah, and laughter does change the conflict yeah. into teamwork.
2: Yeah. Like one premarital couple we were working with, they, you know, each had – one had an apartment and one had a home. And they were trying to figure out how – where they should move after they got married and this was really a stumbling point for them because they were both really sold out for what they wanted so we started doing this with them and it's like okay there's no bad idea you write down everything that's said so one option that they brainstormed was couch surfing and it's like okay how realistic is that but that would be really funny write it down what were some of the other ones? They uh, well, living with their mother Living with their in-laws, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Buy a van down by the river. I mean, come on, really? But it
2: kind of puts it in perspective, too, when you think outside of the box. And then sometimes you may find an idea that is really out there, but it has some merit. And it's like, ah, you know what? That's kind of out there, but what if we tweak it a little bit? But what's happening, Gil, is that the couple is working together.
1: Yeah. To solve the problem. Yeah, so they're
2: on the same team.
1: Right, teamwork begins to happen.
2: Yes, I love number five.
1: Number five is your favorite. So
2: brainstorming 10 ways.
1: No wrong answer, but something usually emerges that is workable. Then you go to step number six, which is?
2: which is discuss and evaluate each of these possible solutions. Uh, And you want to be as objective as possible. Talk about how useful and appropriate each suggestion feels to resolving your issue.
1: There was a key word there. Remain as objective as possible. Mm. So objectivity has a lot to do with selflessness, Mm -hmm. where subjectivity, i.e. this is what I want, is probably selfish. Yeah. So conflict has a lot to do with lowering your expectations and increasing the intersubjectivity of the couple.
2: Okay, now you're going counselor. Yeah, I am
1: because we talked about one plus one equals three, which has actually been a pretty hot podcast. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. Because intersubjectivity is what we get together when we're working together, especially on conflict. So there you go. Selfishness yeah, so the, versus unselfishness.
2: Yeah. So the idea is that whatever the conflict is, you ask yourself what's best for the marriage. It may not be my ideal or your ideal, but it's like what's best for the team, for the marriage. Okay. Yeah. Okay? That's,
1: that's that inner subjectivity thing like we were talking about.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, so number seven is agree on one solution to try, that you both are in agreement on. It's like, okay, let's see if this works, knowing that, you know what, it might not work, and that's okay. But the idea is that we're going to try this one solution. Uh, Number eight, agree how you will each work toward the solution. Be specific as possible. So it's kind of like we had to originally talk about how we were part of the problem, how we added to the problem that wasn't positive. Now we're going to talk about how are we going to add to the solution.
1: Okay, so we're actually going to figure out what am I going to do when this comes up again in advance of the conflict. Right. Okay, so when we know the conflict is coming, because there's another one coming, we've already got a game plan putting out to here's what I'm going to do. And if I botch it up, I I may need some forgiveness, but we're still going to be able able to to work it out.
2: And I think also what's happening is when you've gone through these 10 steps and it's worked, You're not going to be as afraid to bring up Working through a conflict because you already have a plan in place. Oh yeah, that's huge.
1: Yeah, because before there may not have been a plan at all. So where are we at? Step number yeah. nine. Step number nine. Step number nine. Yeah,
2: set up another meeting to discuss your progress. So actually put a place, a date, and a time that you're going to do it.
1: So reflect. If it's yeah. if something's not working, then go back to brainstorming. Yeah, possibly exactly. You know, if if this is not working, then that means hey, there's flexibility. This isn't working for me. Let's figure something else out.
2: Right. Right. So before I tell you number ten, which is my other almost favorite, let me just re- review really quick. Number ten, 10 is
1: your favorite almost.
2: Almost next to number five.
1: Number five is okay. Favorite.
2: But number one, set a time and place for discussion. Number two, define the problem. You want to be really specific. Number three, list the ways you can you each contribute to the problem. Right, because we both are doing something. Uh, number four, list past attempts to resolve the issue that were not successful, because that's just crazy cycle, doing the same thing over and over, right? If it's not working. Number five, brainstorm. Brainstorm. 10 possible solutions. And the biggest thing on that is you don't want to judge or criticize any of the suggestions at any point.
1: Nothing's off the table. That's
2: right. Number six is discuss and evaluate each of these possible solutions. Be as objective as possible. And Talk about how useful and appropriate each one is, suggestion, and for resolving the conflict. Okay. Okay. Number seven. Agree on one solution to try. Number eight. Agree how you will each work toward the solution.
1: So this is my part of what I'm going to do. Be specific. Okay. Number right? nine Number was nine,
2: set up another meeting to discuss your progress. Reflect. Kind of check in. Okay. Number 10, we always forget this. You want to reward yourself for the progress you're making. If we
1: got it right, we get a yes, reward?
2: Yes. I mean, put that maybe at the front end. Okay. When we work through this, we get a peanut butter parfait, a dairy queen, or <laughs>
1: whatever, <laughs>
2: whatever trips your trigger.
1: Whatever trips your trigger. But you, yeah. yeah, we do need to celebrate. Because sometimes we get through something that's really been difficult, and when we've successfully gotten through it, we celebrate and then repeat. Yes. Repeat. Because if yeah. the plan is working, keep doing it. Keep that's doing right. it, you know, because that's drawing you closer together. So, yeah. do you have anything else you want to wrap up with?
2: No, I think 10 steps for resolving a conflict. If you want to copy this, give us a contact us at uh, Brenda at com. And, yeah, we'd love to hear from you.
1: So as we always say as we wrap these things up, if you ain't got the marriage...
2: You ain't got nothing.
1: See you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter... Subscribe to upcoming podcasts and learn where they're speaking. It's all on the website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag Restored and Remarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewards next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember,
2: if you ain't got the marriage.
0: You ain't got nothing.